Welcome to Tale of Two Rivals. I am your 3P champion, Dominant Dynasty Force, Todd Foster. You can follow me over on X at FF underscore Banterman. Hey, while you're at it, why don't you follow the show at Tale of Two Rivals? All one word. So, Unfortunately, the show is not living up by its name, and I'm all by myself. I don't want to be all by myself. But I am. I am missing Captain Spreadsheets himself, David Wright, a.k.a. at FF underscore Spaceman. So he's currently away from the show as he trains for his much-anticipated return to the mashed potato wrestling circuit. Buff Buffett will have to work his way through the minor leagues of the instant mashed potato circuit before he can actually play around with any of the fresh stuff. But we wish that spud of a man the best on his journey. So, week one's behind us. So why don't I tell you a little bit about my fantasy week? Well, my Scott Fish team got off into a banging start as I lost Aaron Rodgers and J.K. Dobbins. So, I'm spiraling. It sucks. But I did have a pretty good week overall. I got about 25 teams. Uh, so I went 17-8 on the week, but most importantly, I played Dave in two leagues, and what a surprise. I won both matchups because I am better at fantasy football than David Wright. So, anyways, enough about my week, enough about that. I hope you guys did well. I hope that you didn't have to suffer Rodgers and Dobbins being hurt on one of your teams like I did. But that's the topic of today's show. We're going to be talking about replacing studs. So Aaron Rodgers and J.K. Dobbins, both out for the year, but it's week one, people. We're not throwing in the towel yet. Let's talk about salvaging the season. So, as you guys know, this is a show that really focuses mainly on Superflex and Dynasty. So we're going to start everything off with the all-important position of quarterback. So, pretty much what happened was is that Rodgers went down, complete tear in his Achilles tendon. He's out for the season after only Four plays and one pass attempt as a Jet. This man's dynasty value is pretty much dead. We don't even know if he's going to come back this year or if he's going to retire after this. It's not worth moving him for peanuts either. So just let him sit on your IR and let's see what he decides to do next year. I'm not sure what the Jets are going to do at QB this year, but I seriously doubt the idea is just to continue to roll with Zach Wilson as their only option. Gardner Minshew, Canham. Winston, all trade options to explore, but this is more of like a wait and see for me. I don't really want to jump into that or do any sort of speculation. Let's talk about what we know. So how are we going to replace the production we expected out of Rodgers? And if you're a contender with Rodgers, I'm going to give you three players that I feel would be good targets in your attempt to replace Aaron Rodgers. My number one target is Desmond Ritter, quarterback for the Falcons. Now, he didn't have to throw much in the Falcons' victory over the Panthers, as it was a very one-sided game, but he was pretty efficient. He was 15 for 18 for 115 yards in the score. No picks. And let's, let's be honest, like Ritter's not going to be pushing him anywhere near that top 12 QB conversation. But the Falcons' opponents this season have the lowest win percentage out of any team's schedule with... 0.17 win percentage in 2022. So add on the easiest schedule in the NFL 
with one of the best offensive lines in football, and elite, and I mean elite, playmakers at each position. London, Pitts, Bijan, throwing Algier as a guy that's adding depth there. This is a team that is going to have some success, and I think it's going to surprise people just given the fact that they're pretty loaded on offense, and they don't really play anybody too tough. So I believe a championship squad can feature Ritter as your QB2. And the cost to obtain him is one of the lowest at his position. So let's talk about potential offers. So let's talk about a 2024 first. And if we're contending, it's a late pick, correct? You're a top four team. This pick is going to be around 9, 10, 11, or 12. So that 2024 first for Ritter and a piece maybe something around like an RB3 wide four for depth piece. And if they counted for just Ritter, I'm probably going to ask for a third. To be honest with you, Ritter for a late first is something I'm willing to take a chance on. So 2024 second and a wide three low RB2 type for Ritter. I like that too. So those are different kinds of offers you can do for Ritter. Uh, to tell you the truth, there's probably some people that are listening to this that probably think those offers are high. So you can start a little bit lower and work your way up to what I just said. But, you know, the other thing you want to keep in mind when you trade is you don't want to go too low. You don't want to insult the person that you're not going to be able to get a counter. Be able to look at the side of that trade and say, if I was on the other side, I would consider that. I've gotten so many trash offers lately of guys that are just trying to get rid of the bottom of their roster. I'm not even considering countering with them. It also makes me think about even trying to send them a trade offer. So if you're going to make an offer for a quarterback, Make it a strong offer to start. So, with that said, Ritter's my number one because I think it's the cost of the return is not going to be too high. I feel like it's going to be a low cost. You possibly could move a second to be in some other pieces to get Ritter. But the next two guys we're going to talk about, you're probably going to have to move a first. And they're probably going to be more productive than Ritter. So, next guy on my list, Jordan Love. Only the third opening day QB for the pack since 1993. That is simply an incredible stat. He didn't disappoint with a 3-TD performance at Soldier Field, and the Pac's fans must have been loving that. So he went 15 for 27 for 247 yards, and also one of the easier schedules in the NFL as their opponents had a .476 win percentage in 2022. So their, the combined opponents they have is under 500. And he definitely got a a bit more expensive as to such a quality game. But I believe the trade cost versus potential is still quite sexy. So let's get into a potential offer. Again, I'm putting that 2024 first into the equation. We're talking about getting a quarterback. So let's get real. You probably have to move your first if you're trying to get a quarterback and a super flex to get a QB too. So put that together with a solid RB and a wide receiver. Or, excuse me, solid RB or wide receiver. So, the guys that pop in my head to put along with the first would be Hollywood Brown, maybe Miles Sanders, like that type of value, for Jordan Love. All right? You're going to most likely need to move a first plus to get him. And I also think those are two guys that I feel are probably a little overvalued. So, guys in that kind of a range in terms of like lower dynasty value, Still guys that you consider like a flex option along with your first or guys that you consider for Jordan Love. Um, 
Now, the other thing that I look about is what does that owner have when it comes to Jordan Love? Is Jordan Love one of their only two QBs? Then he might not be the guy to be targeting, you know? And if you're trying to be getting Jordan Love, you got to think about, like, what does that other team need? So Jordan Love is an attractive asset, and I think he's attainable over a lot of other quarterbacks. But you got to make sure you're finding the right trade partner in this regards. So maybe if the, the guy who has Love isn't the right fit for you, maybe the guy who has Derek Carr is. So if the Falcons don't have the easy schedule in the NFL, then it's probably the Saints. So Carr's departure from the Raiders definitely dipped his value a bit in the dynasty community, but he's easily a QB2 at a very affordable price. Plenty of depth of running back and wide receiver too, so he's got the weapons and the schedule to have a very solid year. And this is a guy who is a rock-solid QB2 for most of his career. So let's go into potential offers. I believe your 2024 first, if you believe you're a contender for Carr, straight up, is a pretty damn even trade. That would be a trade that I'd be 100% comfortable with, and I'd have a lot of confidence in Carr. The thing that Carr also brings that Love and Ritter doesn't bring is a track record. We know that he is a productive fantasy quarterback, right? I think Love and Ritter could be better than Carr, but we also know what Carr is capable of over his career. But he's also a guy that he's a little bit older, he's had to move, you know, so two seconds and another piece for Carr could work if that other owner has QB depth and cars looking like their QB three. So you're looking at a guy who has a high end QB three because it's not really messing with their roster. It's not messing with their starting lineup. And if you put the right pieces together, particularly a first round pick, it might sway them. All right. But I am also not moving off my QB two if I'm that other guy, unless you're giving me back a first or a stud. Okay, now that we talked about Rodgers, let's get into J.K. Dobbins. So J.K. Dobbins went down in the first half that turned out to be also an Achilles tear. Uh, he's only played seven games over the last two years. And this was a really tough break for a kid who's just been such a talented player and a guy I really think is one, one of the better runners in the NFL when he's healthy. So it's just really disheartening. Uh, Harbaugh says that they're going to be staying in-house for the replacement. So the in-house candidates would be Gus Edwards, Justice Hill, and Melvin Gordon. Um, I personally don't buy it. I just think this is coach's talk. Maybe for a week or two they're going to before they bring somebody in. But I, I'm not really betting heavily on anybody in that house uh, to replace Dobbins. If I had to pick one, I've always been a big Gus Bus guy. He's my number one choice. But I like again, I said I wouldn't rely on any of these uh Ravens running backs to be a startable piece right away as I think it's going to be kind of like a three-headed monster for a bit till they figure some stuff out. Uh, one of the guys I actually have a, like, it's kind of like just more like a gut feeling on. Uh, I like the idea of stashing Leonard Fournette if you have room uh, on your bench and he's kind of just sitting on the wire because he's not having a team um, because he might be a solid option for them. But let's not think about like throwing darts with like a guy who's unsigned there. The idea of this show is, who could you trade for to replace for J.K. Dobbins? So, the first guy I like, and he's the most expensive option out of the group, is Aaron Jones. So, he did come up with a hammy pull, but I'm not too worried about it at all. So, he's the most expensive offer because he's a guy who puts up RB1 productions quite frequently. Uh, and he's also a guy who has the potential to finish as a top 12 back on the season. 
but he also does have declining dynasty value. Everyone knows that AJ Dillon looks like he could be um, the back of the future, even though he's going to be going in the free agency next year. So there's a lot of unknowns there. But um, the other thing with Jones is too is he is a hell of a receiving back. In fact, he ended up with a big catch to score a touchdown and a big catch to set up a touchdown that he ran in in week one. So Aaron Jones is a great replacement for J.K. Dobbins. And he's the kind of guy that I feel like he's not going to be super, super expensive. Um, might have to move a late first, but also could probably get something back for Jones. So, you know, Aaron Jones is the guy that kind of like think about like what kind of offering you put together for that. But I, because I really think that if you replace him for Dobbins, you might actually be replacing the guy who might even be more productive than Dobbins this year, but also be going for not a heavy, a, a hefty price tag. So, Another target that I'm really loving, uh, and pretty much in general as a trade target, honestly, is Brian Robinson. Brian Robinson came out and had 76% of the RB carries in week one. That's very encouraging usage, especially with Antonio Gibson healthy. He also had a seven-yard catch for a TD. So looking at a low cost for like an RB2 type, uh, high RB3. So he'd be a great addition if you suddenly have a needed running back. Another guy that I really like at running back is David Montgomery. So the lines are very ambiguous in that receiving court. So I believe that both running backs are gonna will be very highlighted in that offense. He also came in with 75% of the RB carries. And we all know that Gibson's insanely talented. They spent first-round capital on him. He's absolutely going to take away a, quite a bit of work from Montgomery at some point in that. Like, he's not – it's not going to be a 75-25 split. It's going to be probably closer to – 50-50, 60-40, depending who comes out in the 60-40 part. But also, Gibbs is going to get a lot of action in that passing game. But Montgomery is going to see the ball this year, even with Gibbs in the picture. So he is a rock-solid RB2 flex option, again, at a relatively lower cost to acquire, so that you're not blowing up your roster completely and trying to find a replacement at RB2 for Dobbins. And then the last one is more of a wait-and-see situation, and that's Alvin Kamara. So the Saints' backfield has gotten a bit more crowded. Uh, Camaro still, I believe, is the best player of the group by a good margin at that. Um, I think that if you can look ahead and feel confident, you can pull out as a 500 start by the time Kamara comes back from suspension, then he's a great guy to go kind of kick the tires and check the price on. A lot of managers might not be patient about that and also might be feeling that he was declining before the suspension as well. Because, to be honest, he is a little bit. But he's still, got, you know, he's still got some tread on the tires. And I believe you could move a second plus some other pieces to acquire a Kamara. And if that were something I'd be able to do, and I believe I'm a top four team this year, I have no problems making that move. And I absolutely have no problem betting on myself as I believe that that second round pick is a late pick. All right. So also remember that if you're a contender and you feel like you look at contender on paper, it's a good chance that second nobody's going to take because they're going to think of it more as an early third. So don't get discouraged, you know, but, you know, really think about like what are the things you're willing to give up and how close are you to a title? All right. These are going to be late picks if you're contending. So Kamara, another guy that I like. So in terms of the bargain bin, Either guys at like an RB2 rotation that I kind of like. Uh, one is Jamal Williams, also with the Saints. He had a good first week. Uh, a guy who's always been rock solid as a rotational player, a guy you can use at a pinch. Uh, I love Jalen Warren still. 
I, he did not have a great first week, and I think that's going to cause some people to consider possibly even dropping him. Or um, depending if it, well, dropping if it's a shallow bench. If it's a deep bench, there's no reason Jalen Warren should be dropped. But he's a guy that I really think is going to be getting some work. And then A.J. Dillon. Uh, A.J. Dillon is definitely going to be one of the more um, costlier options there, but I also think that he's cheaper than any other four guys I talked about. And what you could also do, too, is if, Dobbins was your RB2, and you still got a hero RB like a CMC, a Bijan, uh, whoever, right? You can build up a rotation of RB2s and play by the matchups, which is another really good way to just strategize for a loss like that. It's trying to build a stable off of less capital. So uh, Raheem Mostert is another guy that I look about with that. So, all right. So that's the show for the day. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed it. We dove into replacing Aaron Rodgers and J.K. Dobbins. Uh, please feel free to DM me at FF underscore Banterman and let me know if any of his advice hit you well and you were able to make some moves off of it. And, hey, if you do C2C, go check out my other show, The Trade Portal, a C2C trade show, which you can also find over at the X. All right. Until then, happy trading, everybody.